Well, she couldn't understand why she couldn't get any calls, but she uh, had the mute switch on, and, um, you know, it's not going to work. Oh, oh my gosh, are we live? Sorry. And now, join Chet and Gary with Apple Products, The Senior Angle. Good morning, Chet. How are you today? I'm doing great, Gary. How about yourself? Fantastic. Today we're going to talk a little bit about being locked out of your iPhone or your iPad. I know there have been a couple members that uh, visited the help center, help sessions, and that was the situation they were in. They were locked out of their iPhone or their iPad. So you want to dive a little deeper into that, Chet? Yeah, and this is something that happens because you have lost or forgotten the passcode that is on your iPhone or on your iPad. Uh, and the passcode, uh, I like to think about it like the key to the front door of your house, that until you unlock the front door of your house, nobody knows if there's anything worth stealing in your house or not. So the passcode is the thing that physically unlocks your device. Apple has it set up so that if you attempt to break into the device or, or enter the passcode too many times, it actually locks it out. And you'll start by seeing messages that say you have to wait an hour before you can try again. Then you have to wait a day before you can try again. And uh, then eventually it gets to the point of saying, uh, I don't know what you're trying to do, but you obviously don't know this. And it locks it completely. And then you are, you know, royally stuck. <clears throat> so that's... Uh, one of the problems that we see is that um, that's a major security feature, but at the same time, it's a real problem for somebody that has forgotten that passcode. Well, I know there's ways to uh, recover passcodes and uh, to reset their devices, but I think it comes with a caveat that you have to be running uh, the current software of 15.0, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. You have to be on iOS or iPadOS uh, 15 uh, in order for the, these new features that Apple has implemented to work. Um, and we'll get around to talking about those and, and how they work here. But I, I, I think that the important thing that we have to tell people is that there's a lot of information that they have to provide when they establish an account. They have to remember this information. And I, I just was thinking about it one day and saying, well, you know, there's a lot of stuff like online banking going on. I was just wondering what would happen if you were using an online bank and, well, you, you couldn't remember what your password was. Yeah, let's just, uh, let's just do a little scenario on that, Chet, and uh, let's just see how that would go. How that would go. Yeah. Hello, this is the uh, online-only bank. How can, may I help you? Well, I can't get into my online account. I need to get a check for $10,000 for an upcoming trip I have. I'm sorry that you're having a problem. What is the error that you're getting? Well, I've got my password written down, but your system's refusing to take it for some reason. Uh, you may use the uh, forgot password option to recover. Uh, just, uh... Well, I tried that. I don't know how to make it work. Well, let me look into your account and see how I can help. What is your account number? Well, how do I know? I can't get into my account. <laughs> you don't have your account number written down somewhere? No, no, I don't. Okay, well, let me find your account by your name. What's your name? My name's Gary. 
Okay, Gary. Oh, look. Uh, yeah, I just found an account for Gary. I'll need to ask you a few security questions to verify your identity. What's your phone number? 333-555-1212. I'm sorry, Gary. That's not the phone number that's on this account. Well, I recently moved, and the account still has the old number. Uh, do you remember what your old phone number was? I can't remember that. <laughs> well, let me try it this way. What's your address? 2121 Main Street, Sun City. Uh, that's not the address on the account. I, I just told you I moved. Uh, what was the address before you moved? I can't. I can't remember that. Can, can you update my address? Well, I can only update you after I verify it's really you. Uh, what's the current balance on your account? I'm trying to tell you. I can't see my balance. I'm not online. Can you just give me a new address and you can send me a check? Uh, no, Gary, I can't. Uh, what you're asking me to do is send $10,000 out on an account that I can't prove is you uh, to an address that isn't on your account. <laughs> you could be anybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you see, we got a real problem here. we got a real problem, yes. <laughs> and, the, and the situation is that unless you can produce information that the system can use to identify you, it has no way of knowing, even if there's a human being involved. There's no way of verifying it's you. And one of the problems that I see is that in the past, you could go to a human teller, you could go to a human uh, service agent or manager at a facility and talk to them, and they could do things for you. But with this online move that we've gone to here recently, that isn't possible any longer. It's just not something that can happen, and it's a big problem for people. You have to be able to prove that it's you to basically a computer system. Yes, so we need to impress upon our membership that just somehow, some way, record or write down or make note of every kind of password and username that you have tied to any accounts or so, uh, software, hardware, anything. So it's it can be a real problem because... As we said various times in the past, as we run into it almost every week, somebody has forgotten their password or user ID. And, and I think the, uh, also important with just having it written down was keeping it up to date. If you do change your phone number, you need to go in and update that telephone number that's associated with your account. Um, Apple calls it a trusted phone number. And when you put that phone number in, it actually sends you an email or a text message to that phone number. And as you respond to it, to uh, confirm that that number is in fact yours. Well, if you get a new phone number later or you change it or whatever happens, you need to make sure you go back and update that information because Apple's going to try to use that old number if they have to send you recovery information. And it won't work if you've uh, changed recently. Same thing with address information. Again, that's something that could be used to help identify you, but if you haven't updated the system, can't do that. So uh, that's the kind of thing that I think we, we really need to pay attention to. And I think another thing that uh, has popped up, uh, not real frequently, but it has popped up, where people had their um, account tied to a landline phone. Yes, and they're trying to send a text to a landline, and it's you know impossible to do that. So you're out of luck on a verification method there. Well, you are um, somewhat. And by somewhat, I mean that the uh, system recognizes that the phone line you're trying to call can't receive a text message. 
but it can call you and give you a verbal message. So it can call you and give you a code over the air. And what Apple does when you uh, say, I forgot my password and you need to reset it, it sends you a six-digit code. And if it uh, can do that as a text message, great. Otherwise, it, it reads the numbers off to you. The problem is that your landline is not where you are when that happens. And that code is only valid for a limited period of time. Uh, you have to use it. If you don't use it, then it um, uh, shuts itself off. So if your phone is at home and your code is sent to your home, you're going to have to go home and follow the instructions that came along with that code and finish the recovery process at home. Therefore, I strongly recommend that when you set up any kind of online account that you use an I, uh, a cell phone number, uh, it doesn't have to be an iPhone, but a cell phone number that uh, can receive text messages so that if you're out in the field somewhere, you can actually recover. Apple has added a couple of, of new features in iOS 15. And that's uh, on the iPhone, it's iOS 15. On an iPad, it's iPadOS 15. You do have to have the latest software versions on your device. So if you have an older device that can't be updated, these won't uh, work for you. But what Apple has done is they've added the ability to create a recovery contact. And this is a friend or a relative that you trust. That in the event that you have lost your password and you go through the I forgot my password routine and it comes up and it says we need to send you a, uh, a message with a contact number, a recovery number. Instead of you getting that message that way, you can actually call your recovery contact on the phone. That person then logs into their Apple account. They do have to have Apple equipment. They can't be on other equipment. It has to be Apple. They log into their Apple account and they request a recovery code for you. They will then give you the six-digit number that Apple uh, gave them, and you can put that in. And that will allow you to recover your account. The problem with this is you can't do this once you're in trouble. In other words, this has to be something that you have done in the past so that that can be verified. The person that you designate as a recovery uh, contact. They are notified by email and they must accept that responsibility and Apple must recognize that they accepted that responsibility and establish a connection between their account and your account for the purposes of recovery. They do not have the authority to look at anything in your account, so they can't see any of your data. They can only give you that recover information. So if you have uh, children that have set up your account or help you with your computing, they would be a good candidate for this. Uh, if you have family uh, set up, you have family sharing turned on on your device, uh, the people that you have set up family sharing with are automatically candidates for this in Apple's system. Uh, but again, it has to be iOS 15 or later, and you have to have it all set up in advance before you get into trouble. There's one other technique that Apple has set up for recovery. This is a recovery code. And I want to warn you that if you set up the recovery code option, then nothing else can be used except the recovery code to get your account back. The recovery code <clears throat> is a 28 character, I believe it is, a string of characters, and you cannot lose this. If you lose it, there is no way to get back into your account. It's one of those things you simply cannot lose. 
If you choose that option, all of your data is completely encrypted. Nobody can read it, not even Apple. Um, it's safeguarded, but you have to use that code to get back in. Uh, so I would say that if you have uh, any choice at all, I would set up the recovery contact, somebody that can help you recover uh, in that event. Where you find this information on an iPhone or on an iPad is you go in to the settings. At the top of settings is your name. You tap on your name. Uh, that will take you to the Apple ID page. The second line down, I believe it is password and security. You tap on password and security, and then you will see the options for recovery. Uh, and you can go to the recovery page. It explains these to you. It gives you the ability to set all that up. So that's one of the things that you should take a look at and think about it. Yeah, it's interesting because I tried to do that this morning, and um, just as a um, little sidebar, uh, it wouldn't allow me to do that until I updated the software on my watch, which I thought was interesting. Oh, okay. Yes. Everything has to be up to date. Everything has to be up to date. So yeah, that was that was kind of uh, that was kind of uh, I didn't I really didn't expect that unexpected um, because I was reading through all the notes that you sent me on this, and it's. It sounded like it was a pretty recovery contact of the way to go. Yes. And I think also if it's a family member that you have in family share, they're automatically approved. They don't get the email, I don't believe. Uh, I believe that's true also. Uh, they, they're listed as a potential, and, and you can request one of them to be your contact, and I don't think they have to go through that approval process, yes. Right. <clears throat> Got anything else to go over now? So I just want uh, to make <laughs> No, I, I don't think so. I think the big thing here is is that it's critical that you have recorded all of the information about your account. You have to keep it up to date. Um, it used to be that you could go to a human being and get some help with this, but unfortunately, with all of the stuff that's gone on with pandemics and so forth, uh, we're now in a mode where you have to do all of this stuff yourself. And even if you are uh, terrified of computing devices, you still have the problem of having to do this yourself. So it's something you're going to have to learn how to do. Yeah, that's uh, good help's hard to find nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a good computer's hard yeah, to find. <laughs> good, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And, and Chip? Uh, we'll be back next week with episode nine. All right. Talk to you then. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.